0: Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. On today's episode, for the upteenth time this year, Michigan State gets handed a complete gift with the other team missing some key players and, once again, refuses to take advantage of it. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part
1: of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yep. Hi, everyone. Hello! Welcome to another episode of Locked On Spartans, your team. Every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, for full transparency, I am recording this mm, two and a half minutes after the game just ended. I So you're getting raw emotion, uh, Matt Sheehan, tonight. I, I'm not going to be rational about this. I'm going to be angry about this because, quite frankly... That's a really bad loss once again to a team that also once again was missing hmm, not just one key player, but two key players. Okay, I'll do the housekeeping first before I get into it. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Maybe not rate this one if you don't like how sad I'm going to be. And also, if you ever want to reach out with any emails, uh, if you have a question, a comment, a concern, or anything... Hey, hit me up. Spartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. Okay, um, not necessarily in the mood to put on my green and white face paint, break the pom-poms out, and do a flip and cheer for Michigan State's good comeback effort. At the end, that was a really solid effort, if I do say so myself. A little 7-0 run to end the game. Unfortunately, not an 8-0 run because free throws aren't always free, baby. But really, uh, the, the crux of it is that y- you should never be in that spot to begin with in that game. I get it. It's a road environment. It's a really tough venue to play in. Uh, that's a desperate fan base waiting for a conference title for the first time in 17 years. And tonight was a massive game, not just for, not just for them but also for you guys as well. Okay, Kofi Coburn, he's out. Andre Corbello, he's out. I get that changes the game plan a little bit, but you are now essentially playing Illinois' B team. You are playing guys like Luke Good, who, hey, that's a freshman that could actually make a three-pointer. That's pretty fun to watch. Um, That was a big, big big-time, big-time moment for Michigan State to get gifted Once again, a team that's hobbled and is missing a key player. And in this situation, two players. How did they respond? By promptly going down 14 points in the first half, by turning the ball over nine times in the first half. It's just everything that we've seen so far this year. Aimless turnovers. I swear to, like, I I had a tweet about this, and I'm not even joking anymore. Like, there are college basketball teams that have been caught point-shaving, that aren't as just lackadaisical and comical with their turnovers. Max Christie, how are you overthrowing Marcus Bingham by nine feet? Marcus Bingham is seven feet tall. How on earth are we not connecting with him? Uh, Or just handing a a souvenir to the guy, mid-court, courtside seats, on a miscommunication. It's just basic stuff like that. Throwing the ball out of bounds. I, I get that. Michigan State, they run an offense that requires a lot of passing, a lot of movement. Okay, If you look at these turnovers, that's not even what's happening, though. They're just lazy with the ball, giving it away all willy-nilly, and that is how you get into a 14-point deficit as you walk into half. (sighs) This game listen, doesn't come down to one player. It doesn't come down to those free throws at the end. It comes down to a lot of people. Um, I will say, though, before going any further, Marcus Bingham, I thought he played great. Four blocks, 13 points, six rebounds. Joey Hauser... I thought he had a great game as well uh eight no sorry seven rebounds eight points everyone else I don't know it, like Tyson Walker um maybe take an open shot and maybe not take contested layups against a guy that's six foot eight over and over again that seems to be I don't know a pretty good idea uh, on my end um hit your open shots anyone that that's for anyone but like listen okay I get it it's basketball you're not always gonna hit your open shots like that—that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, of of course, that's part of the game. But I, I can't fault that as much as I can like the the turnovers or you know, Gabe Brown going up and grabbing onto the rim when a shot is falling into the hoop in the first half. That's something you would expect out of a freshman off the bench, maybe not a fourth year player, a, a captain. Uh, I so I'm, I'm going down my notes here now. Not my I, if I see A.J. Hogard barrel into a guy that's setting up for a charge 50 feet away from him one more time, I, I think my remote is going to fly so far through the television that the offices of WoW Cable and Internet are going to be getting that remote back to their office just through the wires. Um, Marble, I no idea what a ball screen was tonight. Uh, layups might as well have been half-court shots for the whole team. And listen, for the first 32 minutes of the game, whenever there's a chance to get momentum, uh, Michigan State had the shots; they did not hit them. Illinois had shots to stop Michigan State momentum or continue their momentum, and they hit them. So there it is, and that's what we have to look at now. Uh, again, like you, you win against Northwestern, fine. I, I'm probably a little less salty about this game, but they're missing their best player against. Like the, the Wildcats are missing their best player. How do you respond to that? The same way you just did tonight. You kept a game way too close when it shouldn't have. You let it come down to free throws at the end. And you just kissed a golden opportunity goodbye. This is going to have big impacts on the uh, Big Ten championship race, as you already know. Um, because, listen, Illinois is not going to be down players all year. Coburn might come back eventually. <laughs> I mean, I assume Curbella will come back eventually. But, yeah, golden opportunity. And... Um, you decide to go 14 points down at halftime. So, yeah, listen, are, are there some good things to look at for the game? I suppose. I, we'll get into it next segment with Graham Nelson. Uh, I, I think he'll look at this with a straighter head than I am, but you guys know me. i a little uh, emotional of a fan. Uh, the, the highs are high and the lows are low, but... you, I, Man, it's just staring down a barrel of pulling ahead in the Big Ten title race. And I get that it's just January and there's a lot of games left, but that's the problem. The games don't get any easier from here on out. It is a very tough schedule to ride out the end of the season. We talked about it the other day on the show that you've had, and this, is, this isn't this is me just talking, this is actual you know data and stats, you've had the easiest Big Ten schedule up to this point. From this point forward, you now have... Not the fourteenth hardest schedule in the conference, but you have the first hardest schedule in the conference. Can't just be fumbling gifts handed to you like tonight. Uh, here we are. Yeah, fun, fun little comeback effort there. That was nice to uh, drive everyone back emotionally. Only to, yeah, whatever. I, eh, hmm. I don't know what to say. I don't, I'm, I am mad. I am uh, going through it, as uh, the kids say, because. Mm, I just wanted to believe for a little longer that Michigan State was a Big Ten championship team. And I know the whole readjusted expectations thing. Like, did I think they were going to compete for this Big Ten title uh, when the season started? I did not. But some things start to shake out when the season begins. And not just from a Michigan State perspective, but also, okay, you're gifted Purdue losing three games very early on in conference play. Uh, you're gifted Illinois losing two of their players. I mean, I'll say for a 90th time tonight just because I'm still hung up on it. Um, it's it's a wacky tacky year. I thought Michigan State could be part of the mix, and they are, and they are. Like they are sitting at only two losses in the column right now. But man, just waving golden chances like that goodbye tonight. It doesn't have me feeling all too well about staying in the title chase uh, because eventually you are gonna have to play a team that has all their starters, all their good players. Maybe Saturday you'll see that against a Michigan team that has turned the corner ever since their COVID pause. So. Yep, yeah, that'll be a, a huge gut-check time once again. Kind of like how last Friday was as they hit the road against Wisconsin. It's gut-check time. Um, yeah, listen, before the stretch, if you said that, hey, Michigan State's going to split 1-1 one one against Wisconsin-Illinois, I would have been ecstatic about it. Uh, if you said that, oh, by the way, uh, Tyler Wall will be missing one game and also Coburn and Curbella will be missing the other game. Uh, no, 1-1 one one is, that's, that's not what teams with title aspirations do so but here we are uh you know what i'm sure once again graham nelson will uh be a breath of fresh air here because i'm emotional i'm irrational i'm i'm upset but yeah well that's uh, that's gonna be a tough one that's gonna be a tough one to uh just digest and uh just you know get over with a smile on my face all right guys Do you know what's gonna get a smile on your face it's get upside that's right guys it's matt with an incredible app to everyone that uh, buys gas that you just need to know about, it's GetUpside. That's right, one word, Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the free app and use promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right back to your account, whether it be a bank account, PayPal, an e-gift card from Amazon, or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE on the GetUpside app. Also... This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. That's right, guys. It's New Year, and if you're like me, you're still somehow against all odds. Trucking away on your New Year's resolutions of staying fit and eating healthier. Thank you, Built Bar, for getting me through another workout today. Shout out, guys. Um, Listen, I get it. You want to eat healthy, but most of the time it's boring. You want to get fired up for your workout. Make sure you got some good stuff in your gut before you go bang out a 30-minute or a 60-minute cycle workout in your basement. But usually it's just you know crappy protein bars where you bite into it, and oh my God, why is chalk falling out of this thing? There's no flavor whatsoever? Bilt Bar's got you straight. Uh, built Bar is going to treat you right. They've got their built Bars wrapped in 100% real chocolate. Most of them have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 whopping grams of protein. And they've also got a nice little promo code for you. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. One more time, let's use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com to get your Built Bars. And before talking more about this game and the season ahead, hey, I just want to thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. You guys are going to love who is joining me right now. If you did not like last segment, uh, because I have the former host of the Message Board Podcast, but currently right now, he might not know it, He's going to be playing my therapist as he talks me off of a ledge after that, just gut punch of a win or a win, a loss rather. How about that? Graham, I'll I'll stop talking. How on earth are you doing, man? I'm going through it over here, but you seem to be in a more healthy mind space like a, yeah. like an actual adult should be.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm doing all right. Uh, I just, ha- you know, just have some general thoughts about the game that you look through the numbers and it's, it's, or just watch the game and then look at the numbers. It's not, in my opinion, it's not as bad as what is is what we think. It's obviously it's a tough one to lose. You don't want to lose that game. They're two, you know, top two players out, but it it just kind of for me, and we can dig in a little bit more. It, it, simple as just putting the ball in the basket. That's what it came down to um, for Michigan State. So, and that stuff's gonna yeah. happen, but.
0: No, I, I and, and I get that, you know, it's like some, some nights is not your night and you know Christie has a rough outing and yada, yada, yada. It's just, for me, it, it's the things that you would really hope are ironed out in late January. Right? Like I just, I just ranted on it last segment, So I'll try to be short here, but it, it's just the silly turnovers. It's, you know, you know, senior captains like Gabe Brown, just grabbing the rim for whatever reason, in the first half. And it, it's not like those two points would have mattered at the end of the game today or anything like that. Or it's, it, I'll stop rambling. I'm I'm very curious to know like what other good scenes you saw from tonight because what a breath of fresh air this is um, right now. Love, love. I already love having you on, man. This is great.
1: All right. So one thing to look at is you look at the turnovers. One, there was only 10 of them, right? For a team that averages 16 and a half a game, 10 is is really not that bad. Um. Mm -hmm. The second thing, if you look at turnovers, right, usually there's a huge discrepancy in turnovers and then teams' shots, how many shots they they got up. Michigan State got got up 55 total shots. Illinois got up 53, right? So even with the turnovers, we have two more shots than them, two more shot attempts than them. We have 10 more free-throw attempts than them. Uh, Out-rebounded them on the offensive end by seven, and out-rebounded them by 14, Mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, yes, turnovers are frustrating. They are what they are, but didn't hurt as much as as one might think.
0: Yeah. This is a bad podcast, and because you guys can't see me on video as you are listening, but Graham Cannon, he's seeing me still just absolutely going through it. Okay, That's the buzzword of tonight. I'm going through because, like, you say all those stats, and it's like, a hey, are you a glass half empty or glass half full person? Like, those are all great stats and should mean well for basketball team. But I'm in a negative mind space tonight. I, I, I just keep thinking, like, okay, you had all those stats. You had more shots. You out-rebounded them. You had more free throws.
1: Still wasn't enough to beat a team missing two like great players. So right, it, right, right, right. Just, it, yeah, I mean, but that's what it comes down to. It's like what I said at the beginning, it comes down to putting the ball in the basket, right? You take Michigan State. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm coming at you with a lot of numbers right now, but hopefully this hopefully this make you feel better, right? Michigan State season yeah. numbers, 46% from the field, 40% mm-hmm. from three. Top, I think Robbie Hummel said it on the, on the broadcast, what, top six in the country, three-point three percentage. Tonight, they go three of 14, what, 21%. They go 19 of 55 from the field at 35%. It's a dip. It's a bad yeah. dip, right? And there's big enough sample size uh, on the season to say, hey, what, this, this team's going to bounce back from a shooting perspective. We all know that's kind of what's been saving them this year. Um, does it stink to have a bad shooting night? Yeah. I mean, in, in the first half, I counted, I, th- I believe it was 12 points on either missed or interfered layups. Um, missed buckets, right? There's 12 points right there. And I counted another six in the second half. Um, So you're looking at 18 on missed. I don't want to call them mostly all layups, but high percentage shots. Sure. Right. And that's going to happen. Um, It's frustrating to see him miss shots. Max Christie got to get him going. I think having him guard the other team's best players, difficult. Tough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Tough assignment. But the other,
1: the other thing with him and Gabe is, that i find i don't know frustrating is there's very very little um opportunities in the half court of them going to the basket right every screen every screen they have is a down screen and them coming up um coming away from the basket and then either having to feed the post or create something on their own and one you know max is he's going to be able to do that eventually and if he can do that a little bit but right now it's just a pull up he's just not quite strong enough to get to that next to that third level Um, and Gabe just, he can do it, but it's gotta be, you know, on the break or something like that. He just doesn't quite have the handles to do it. So I I think that from an offensive standpoint, like Izzo and in the staff, they have to come up with things to get those guys going towards the basket. Um, cause the only thing we have going towards the basket ever is a high screen and roll with Tyson Walker. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, he refuses to shoot a 15 foot pull up jumper. That's open all the time. Um, or we, you know, hopefully you get um, a lob on pick and roll, and like that's pretty much it. Nothing else is ever going towards the basket, and I and I think specifically on a night like this, this, when you're struggling to shoot the ball, you got to do that.
0: That's a great point you bring up too, and like I'm gonna throw it back to last season. If anyone's been listening for that long, and it's what me and Will just cried about almost weekly. It's like when is Rocket Watts gonna start going towards the basket, getting points at the free throw line tonight? Gabe Brown one free throw attempt. Like he, He's not hes not just a good free-throw shooter. He, he is one of the best in program history. Right, He is right. an amazing free-throw shooter. We can't be having games where you have just have one trip at the line. So that, that's a fantastic point you bring up of just go to the rim, draw a foul, or just do the old-fashioned, make a layup. I, I don't know. He's, way easier said than done, especially with Gabe. He doesn't really have the handles whenever he drives. I mean, more times than not, the ball gets thrown into the zone. But you get my point. Like, it's everything. Yeah, yeah I mean, up, that's like – just in, going downhill. In, in, in,
1: part of that has to do with the way that they're structured. I mean, a lot of the middles muddied up, right? You see yeah. in, in terms of the, the big guys are always there. They're they're they bring them out a little bit, but they they specifically with Bingham and Marble, they roll them a lot instead of popping them. So like it's just kind of muddied up for the, for them to get there. It's more of a structural thing than I think their his ability to be able to do that. Um but again, catching the ball coming away from the basket versus catching the ball facing it, looking at it, it just makes It takes one dribble away that he doesn't have to, you know, doesn't have to put the ball on the floor three times. He's only got to put it it on the floor once or twice. Um, Yeah. You know, it's just little things like that, but I digress.
0: And we are going to be back in a hot second with our guy, Graham Nelson. Uh, What a breath of fresh air. Hopefully you're enjoying his rational perspective on tonight's game. Uh, You really need someone like that on this podcast sometimes. I'll, I'll call myself out for it right now. But hey, yeah, that's right. Another segment with Graham coming up. But first, just need to talk to you beautiful people about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline. We would like to wish you a happy new year and a happy betting new year as we continue our march through the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year. They got a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to get started. That's all one word, LOCKEDON, and that'll get you that 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. From football, to basketball, to hockey, to boxing, to golf, to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. It's BetOnline. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. It's BetOnline.ag where the game starts.
1: Am I making you feel any better?
0: uh barely a, a little bit yeah. actually and i'm really curious uh where your mindset is on this right now because you know me probably the listeners know me uh it's it's a, it is a god bleeping roller coaster in my head you know after the northwestern game i'm thinking okay well it won't be so bad to host an it game at breslin center <laughs> just kind of kidding about that after the wisconsin game it's like okay i'm gonna book flights to new orleans right now we're going to the final four this is great after tonight i'm down bad uh, i'm thinking like okay this team's kind of a fraud in the big 10 title chase, but I want to know what this game did for your mindset. Only two losses in the loss column. I'm just going to voice it right now. I know I'm probably being very irrational right now after that game, but do you think that this is a big 10 title contender? Did this game change the way you look at the rest of the season at
1: all? Um, no, it didn't. Okay. No, I just think they they kind of are who they are and that's a good, a good to really good team. Um, Sure. They lost on the road to another really good team. I get it. They didn't have two really good players, but again, they talked about in the broadcast, like when you take out Kofi, that changes the way you play. That changes it how, does. that yeah. changes how Um, as an opponent you need to play, you're scouting a team one way for a very, very long time. And then you've got this tiny, tiny sample size of how they play without this guy. And you got to go in essentially on like no lead in, and go and go play against his team. So it's kind of kind of gives them a leg up. They got really Illinois got really good shooters. Um Frazier, his ability to I don't know, split the pick and roll or the, the hedge defense was incredible for for a period of time. Also yeah. Very telling. But I mean I, it doesn't change the way I, I I never thought that Michigan State was a um were they going to be there at the end of the season? I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe within a game or two, I, I figured they, they they would be top five, top four within the conference. And I think the way the conference kind of beat is going to beat each other up at the top. That might give them a shot to just so happen to have the best record in the league at the end of the, end of the you know, season. Maybe it's not because they're great. Maybe it's just because of the way the league beats, beats them up, but it, it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't affect me. I still think it's a good team. It's a deep team. They come at you in waves. Um, they just flat out didn't shoot, didn't make shots tonight. Um, in, in in my opinion, it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, and if I can just take a quick break from my spiral into misery, like th- there is some clarity, is that you know if you're a, a numbers person, a computers person, Bart Torvik does have you know the conference champion sitting at a 14 and six record, which is you talk about muddy. That that is a muddy yeah, champion. Yeah. So yeah, I, I you know you, you do have opportunities to lose games like this, as out of a sentence that is to say, but yeah. I mean Purdue already sitting at three losses. It's. I mean Purdue odd, lost to Rutgers, but, uh, man. Right. Right. You know like, it can happen. Yeah. Right. I know. See, you know what? Hey, this is working.
1: This is working, Graham. All right, I'm starting to come around. We're back. but I mean, gonna like, okay. are
0: we going to be okay?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to be okay. Like, it's not going to be like last year where we're sweating whether we're going to get in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You know, through the end, yeah. you know towards the end of the year. Um, now we're going to be sweating. Are we going to be? Are we going to be a three seed? Or are we going to be a five seed? Right.
0: Yeah, um, mm-hmm.
1: and that's and that's, that's what healthy. makes it really, really really fun, right? Right, um, yeah. but this happens all the time in the Big Ten. It's not just a Michigan State thing. It's specifically, the last you know few years where the, you just kind of kick the crap out of each other because there's you know pretty damn good teams, and yeah. um, you're gonna take some losses. Losing by one on the road to Illinois is, I don't know, is it bad? It sucks in the moment, but like if I told you that at the beginning of the year, like, hey, we're gonna lose by one to Illinois on the road this year, what would you say?
0: Okay, fine, cool. Right. But that—if you add in like the whole—and I'm—I'm beating a dead horse—the the Coburn and sure. Carbellus thing. You know, I, I think about it differently. But hey, you know, again, road games are tough to win, no matter right. who's playing. I mean, just like I said, Purdue lost to Rutgers. Uh, yeah, that's right. Case in point, right there for how hard it is to win in the conference on the road, no matter who you're playing. Um yeah. Well, Michigan State gets. To play at home, this <laughs> is pretty cool on Saturday. Yep. But any, and I, and I know that the game might as well be you know five weeks away as we talk about this on a Tuesday night. But like any initial thoughts or or confidence level going into that game, as you know, Michigan State comes off a hard loss, and Michigan's looking well comp- competent ish. Yeah, Michigan is so. <laughs> I don't
1: fascinating know. fascinating i was, I was yeah. gonna say i was gonna say weird um sure I, it's <laughs> like they're like the polar opposite of of michigan state and like michigan state is a team that's you know like better than the or, you know like better than the some of their parts right or whatever i'm trying yeah. to say here right um whereas michigan it's like wow there's a lot of talent here but they're they're not good um now right. they're playing better and they did just go beat indiana who's also not very good but Mm -hmm. um again still we were were just talking about road wins in the big 10 and how they're difficult we can't just take that away right so um there is talent there they can't really shoot they play weird lineups with just like three big guys at a time um i'm not entirely sure why caleb houston like you know this is supposed to be this unbelievable you know mcdonald's all american i think it was mcdonald's all american five star like elite elite like you watch him and he kind of looks a little slow, doesn't gotcha. shoot it like people thought um m- you know maybe he figures it out and becomes a really really good player I don't know I haven't watched him enough, but um it'll be tough, it's always tough it's Michigan Michigan state specifically last you know a few years um both teams are you know they're they're kind of both in a weird spot, one getting better, one kind of doing the up and down thing, and it just a matter of which one's going to show up, I think Michigan state's a better team um and if they play hard, like they did against Wisconsin, and I think they played pretty hard tonight too. Um,
0: second half was okay. I, I'll, you know, all, all misery aside, they the, yeah. it was a good second half because you, just like you said, ten turnovers, but you know, I think only one or two came in the second half. Like it right. was pretty good holding the ball right. in the second half. But just oh, let's get to that point. point, first place.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but you know, I, I think it'll. Um, it's always fun. I. I Like I said, I think Michigan State's better a better team. They should win the game. I'm interested to see what that betting line is going to be. Oh Um, yeah, same. Just because you know when it was what a couple weeks ago, everyone was really surprised that Michigan was favored Mm -hmm. um, in that game. So I'm interested to see what what Vegas thinks about that. But if we get Marcus Bingham playing the way he did tonight, that's a bonus. Um, Sure. Yeah. And so I don't know. What What do you think about it?
0: You know, if I had to guess, my guess is going to be MSU minus one and a half on the line. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of pressure put on one player. But you, you said it best, Bingham, if he plays like he did tonight, especially with a guy like Hunter Dickinson coming to town, like, yep. that's going to be awesome. And was it like Gabe played okay tonight, but we, we know he's capable of so much better coming off these last two games. If he can have a get-right spot. Yeah, that's, once again, tall order against a very uh, heated rival. It's going to be a very high-energy game, and sometimes his energy gets ratcheted up a little (laughs) too much. Can he keep a lid on it, though, and, yeah, just keep it under control if he can? Awesome. Max Christie, okay, he just had a really tough challenge tonight. Road atmosphere uh, as a true freshman. Okay, another big spot coming up. Huge rivalry in front of a raucous zone, probably. Can you keep your emotions under control? Can you play cool? and not have another game where you're one for eight shooting. Like, so I'm, yeah. I'm not down in the dumps about Saturday at all. I, I, I feel okay about it. Just like you said, I think Michigan state has the better team, but it, it is that weird spot. MSU's elevator is, is going a little down and Michigan's is going up. So it's, yep. I, it's, it's, it's gut check time, but it's every cliche you want to throw out, throw the records out. It's gut <laughs> check time. Ta- yeah. So, that's how
1: yeah, I feel I, about it. I'm just, and, and I, Sorry, I don't want, I don't want to keep it too much longer. Kind of step on your toes here, but something about Gabe that, that we've really, noticed in, in the past, pretty much since Northwestern, is every team defensively is just doing everything they can to take him out of the game. And I think it's, you. um, like specifically uh, Wisconsin during the Wisconsin game. Right, he ended up with like three points or something like that. But if you watch that game and you go back. They were not helping off him, not even an inch, which is why they, you know, were able in, you know, in the in the pick and roll up top, were able to just to feast on it because no one was there, right? That's why Hogarth had such a good game and everything, because there were there was no help whatsoever. But we gotta we, the mission state coaches, have gotta figure out a way uh, you we, know, to wait, we. That's <laughs> right.
0: They, they listen, they listen. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, to get him involved when teams are doing that. Um Because that's not going away, right? I mean, you average 14 points a game. Teams, That's the number one option. Teams are going to continue to take that away. Um, And I'm interested to see what they do to um, what Michigan State does to get him more involved and get him some easier looks.
0: Really quick question. And kind of on top of that, you know, Gabe Brown, he was, I I thought, the guy to start the season. But topical question because, okay, Northwestern, close game. Who's your go-to guy to get down the stretch? Tonight against Illinois, close game. Okay, who gets that final shot? And, you know, there's some chatter, once again, online about it. It's like, oh, Michigan State doesn't really have a killer, or they don't have a go-to guy. If it was up to you, let's say Saturday's close game, one-point game was 12 seconds left. You get the choice of who gets the ball for the last shot. Who are you going
1: with? Uh, Malik Hall. Um Okay. I think Malik Hall's getting getting ball. And I think they actually wanted to get him the ball tonight when Tyson gotcha. Walker uh, – so he kind of turned down. If you rewatch it, um, Hauser kind of slips out in – I think Walker was wanted, was supposed to kick it back over to him. Hall was supposed to post and they'd have a one-on-one. They'd have an entry there and, and a one-on-one from there. Um, but Walker turns it down and, and goes for a pull up. I think he thought that the the pass wasn't going to make it there, but um, that's who I'd go to the guy. He's, he's super strong. Clearly he can score. If you look at the shooting numbers, I mean, I know what they are. I know it looks weird, but I mean, he's the best shooter on the team right. in terms <laughs> of numbers, right? In terms yeah. of numbers, he's the best shooter on the team. So, um, and he can score in mul- multiple different ways. It's not the prettiest, but somehow, like, he keeps the ball. He handles the ball gets well. Gets it done. Gets traffic, right. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that's that's probably who I would go to. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, it's, it's hard to not say Malik Hall. Uh, I had this conversation with myself the other day, and it's either Christie or, or Hall for me, if it's not Gabe Brown. Um, really tough night to say Christie though, as he won for H- each I think that maybe it would have been a little odd to go to him late, but... Yeah, I, I just have you know, as bad as tonight was, I still have flashes of Friday night with him and his little mm, turnaround jumper, baby. That that's yeah. gonna be cooking all night. So yeah, I, I don't I don't hate the Malik Hall answer I mean, whatsoever.
1: I mean the the answer, like the real answer, is is if you play that lineup with Hauser and Hall, the four and five, like it did tonight, like Izzo expects it to right, be. Right. I right. mean that's how that's how he views it. Then you know you have one through five who can really take that shot. But yeah, um, you know, gun to the head, I'm. I'm the ball in Malik's hands, preferably somewhere in the post and say, go to work. Um, Yep.
0: Takes to church. That's right, yep. man. So, yep. Nice. Well, in a go-to spot when I need a pick me up, Graham, I'm just going to call you now with <laughs> anything in life, any, you know, work, uh, you just, uh, I've had a bad workout. I'm i you're, you're on the horn. I'm calling you right now for a pick me up because I feel a lot better leaving this episode. Good. than as I started it, I hope all the listeners did too. I'm, I'm sure they did. So, Thanks so for joining us, man. Really do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, definitely going to have you uh, on again if you want to come on, and hopefully I'll be in a better maybe Yeah, maybe, maybe,
1: maybe when we're, when we're all in a little bit better spirits after, after a better <laughs> game. But, yeah, hey, man, I, I really, really appreciate it. Love what you guys do. Love what you do. Um, always that. fun to uh, have it be my first listen every morning.
0: Look, a company man, look at that. Mm, look at you. Go, go have yourself a built bar too, Graham. Let's go. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks. And thank you so much, Graham, for uh, you know not just lending his time, his knowledge on today's episode, for also but also uh, hopping on with uh, yours truly, Eeyore, after that rough game, and uh, just really putting me in a better mindset after uh, that conversation. And hopefully, you guys are feeling a little bit better about Michigan State too. Because listen, uh, listen, I'm not saying I'm, I'm jazzed about Tuesday night's game by any stretch of the imagination, but okay. All right, there's a rational way to look at this, and I thank Graham for hopping on and taking us through that. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day, whether it be a victory podcast or a defeat podcast. You guys are truly the best. Thank you so much uh, for making this an awesome, awesome community that we have here. Love every single one of you. Now go make Locked on Bets your second listen. That's right, guys, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's Locked on Bets, hosted by Your Hoi Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. On tomorrow's episode, all right, well, how about this? we got a former player joining us, as Brandon Wood will be on the horn with us, talking about this year's Michigan State team, his time in East Lansing, and, yeah, all all sorts of stuff. It'll be a good time. So tune in for that one. Let's go, baby.